This is Talk Radio for Entrepreneurs. Look, it's a pretty simple idea. If you keep doing things the way you've always done them, you're going to keep getting the results you've always gotten. If you want different results, do something different. Here's your host, Tom Rigsby. Hey there, everybody. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Welcome to Talk Radio for Entrepreneurs, the only show on the radio where we talk about how to start, grow, and enjoy the benefits of business ownership. My name is Tom Rigsby, Huntsville's business coach and your host for the next hour. Just a fair warning for you. Today's show is not all butterflies and unicorns. We're going to talk about what to expect over the next 90 days. And as you might imagine, some of it is going to be Mm, shall we say challenging there are some good some pieces of good news in there but all of the information that we're going to cover uh, over the next hour is going to be vital for you as you lead your business so whether you are a business owner an entrepreneur a leader in your business even if your business is just a business of one and you're employed by somebody else all of this information is super important, super critical. I've talked several times over the past couple of months about the the crystal ball effect, the, the being able to, to forecast the future. Well, today we're going to talk about some of the product of me staring into my crystal ball uh, and the interpretation that I get out of that. Obviously, all of this is, is just that. It is me looking at indicators uh, and making some judgments based on those indicators. But isn't that what we do? I mean, as business owners, you, you know, you ever tried to order stock? How about for a restaurant, right? Think about even if you don't, if, if you own a restaurant, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, put yourself in restaurant owner's shoes for just a minute. How much steak should you order for this weekend? How much chicken should you order for next week? Because you got to put those orders in a couple of days ahead of time, right? What if it doesn't show up? I mean, these are all the things that, that we have to worry about. And it's, in a sense, we're forecasting the future. Well, you know, this is a, it's a nice weekend. It's, a, it's not a nice weather weekend. People will be out. People won't be out. There's a, an important ball game on. You know, all of those things have to factor into that decision. Well, it's the same thing that we're talking about doing this week, uh, but we're going to be doing it on a much grander scale. So um, even though it's challenging, a lot of important information that we're going to be sharing today, still worthy of a big cup of coffee, maybe a couple of cups of coffee, (laughs) Uh, notepad, something to to write with. And um, yeah, so with that, we're going to dive right in. I have you, have you asked or noticed we're going to start the conversation this morning with a little bit of news. I'm going to try to um, stay away from politics as much as possible. But, you know, some of this is political. But has, have you asked, has anyone asked, or have you seen reported anywhere what the real rate of inflation is? I mean, if you, if you go Google it right now, in fact, I'm going to do it right now. Uh, and see what it says right now. Just see what it says the rate of inflation is. Right. Unbiased. Here we go. Right here. This is from an article in Market Insider. Unbiased private sector efforts to calculate the real rate of inflation have yielded a rate of around 7% to 13%, depending on the locale. 
many multiples of the official rate of around 1% per year. So the official stated rate by the Fed is bumping on that zero number, right? And these unbiased private sector efforts are talking about a 7 to 13%. Let me ask you this. Did you know, have you, have you seen it reported anywhere that 23.6%, 23.6%, 23.6% of all U.S. dollars that are in existence today have been created in the last 12 months. That means, and in this calendar year, the number is about 22%. They're really close to each other. But that means if you had a dollar, a $100 bill on January the 1st of 2020, that $100 is now worth $78. And if you had one... Um, the, the middle of October of last year, it's worth even less. That's, that's real inflation, folks. And as the talks continue leading up to the election, which I, I think it's relatively safe to say that they're going to come up with something before the election, stimulus-wise, so that everybody can make their final push and say, hey, we got you, you know, another $1,200. Where's that money coming from? That's right. They're going to print that money also. So this number is going to go even higher. People are wildly buying tangible goods because the money, let's think about it. If you had $100 in the bank, what's it worth today? Man, just getting started. We're already up for a break. Hey, hey listen, stay tuned. We'll top off that cup of coffee. Uh, come on back and we'll fin- we'll talk some more about what uh, what the future holds in the next 90 days right here on Talk Radio for FreshBooks makes it easy to know exactly how your business is performing. With their straightforward dashboard and reports, your success will never be a mystery. Plus, they're detailed enough that your accountant will love you. To find out more and start your free trial with FreshBooks, visit talkradioforentrepreneurs.com and click on the partners button. This is Talk Radio for Entrepreneurs. Here's your host and my pop, Tom Rigsby. All right. So just as we were heading into the first break, um, man, I got on a roll. 22%. 22% of the dollars in existence today did not exist on January the 1st. That's the real rate of inflation. And then you factor in, on top of that, you have to factor in what these unbiased private sector efforts say the inflation rate is of 7 to 13%. So it could be as high as 35%. And now we're going to print more. Now, what does that mean? So, okay, Tom, I hear you. It makes sense. I understand. Sucks for me that my dollar is worth less than it was this time at the beginning of the year. What does that mean to my business? Well, in the short term, it actually might be a good thing. As I started to get into right before the break, if you have money sitting in the bank, Warren Buffett's even said leaving money in the bank is insane right now because you're, you're losing value every day that you leave money sitting in the bank. So what do you do? Well, you buy some tangible assets. Well, okay, so you're saying I should buy precious metals. Well, but maybe right? I mean, we, we've talked about this before. And this is, this is akin to, you know, hearing about the inflation rate. 
we, we hear about the price of gold going up. Well, really, is the price of gold going up or is the value of the dollar going down? We've already demonstrated that the value of the dollar is going down. Now, does that make gold a, a good hedge against that inflation? Sure. Um, how you do that, the form you hold it in, that's up to you. Um, but there's lots of different ways to do that. That might be a better way to do it. But one of the things, as a business owner, one of the things that we're seeing right now uh, is people buying hard assets. Just look around town, I anywhere in North Alabama. What's happened to the price of houses? I mean, people, I mean, there, there's two things at play here, right? I need to get one of my realtor friends on here so we can have an informed discussion about this um, from someone in the know. But here are two things that are happening that I want you to think about. One is this, this inflation, this real inflation that we can feel. We feel it in our wallet and then we see it reported on, on TV, on the internet, that it's 1% one, 1 bumping at zero and like, oh, man, that sucks. Well, it's because it's not at 1%. So that's one thing that's at play. But the other thing that is especially peculiar for us here in the North Alabama region are people moving in. We have a ton of people moving in and they are moving from areas where the home value is higher. In those areas, let's say it's Virginia, um, Maryland area, there's a lot of them coming from the D.C. area. So they are experiencing this, um, this real inflation rate there also. The value of their home is going up. So they're selling a home there and they're coming here with three to $500,000 to spend on a home. Well, it just doesn't cost that to buy the same kind of house here. So they're going to spend, let's say, two fifty to three hundred on what would have been a three to five hundred thousand dollar house there. Well, they've got all this extra money left over that they're going to have to pay capital gains on if they don't sink it into something. So they're buying an extra house to rent, or extra cars, anything, anything tangible, right? We're getting these stimulus deposits into bank accounts and people are spending them as fast as they hit their checking account. The, these are, so then the short term, this is a good thing for you, especially if you sell consumer products because people are, well, we're consumers, right? And so this is the kind of thing that, that you can leverage, right? It, it's the old saying, I grew up on a farm. You guys have heard me talk about this before. You know, all of my life lessons came from farming and baseball. But this is where the old saying, you got to make hay when the sun shines come from, comes from. The sun is shining. At some point, those stimulus deposits will end. And just as those $600 unemployment boosts ended, and now the, the unemployment numbers are beginning to creep back up. Shocker. I mean... Is anyone surprised? Here's a story on, on CNBC, of all places, right? The headline reads, U.S. industrial production fell six-tenths of a percent in September, the first decline since April. Remember what happened in April? April is when all this COVID mess broke out, and everybody got locked down for the first time. It was a 12% decline then. It's been steadily back on the rise, but, but now it's starting to level off. Why is that? Well, that $600 dried up. People stopped spending money. 
Now manufacturing orders are, are off. So the smart production planners are throttling back a little bit. You still have an opportunity, especially if you have a consumer products business to capitalize on this. Well, Tom, I don't have a consumer products business. My business is services related. Okay. Well, people are spending money on services also, but you have to do something different to get their attention, right? There's this thing called FUD. We talk about it, talked about it last week and the week before. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And, and if you... If you do pay attention to um, political presentations, right? It, it's, it's, it's just political theater at this point, right? But what a lot of politicians want to do is sow the seeds of FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Why? Because uncertainty creates contraction. And contraction is really, really bad for the incumbent. It doesn't matter what the race is. It can be for mayor. It can be for president. If you hold the office and the economy contracts, it's your fault. So anything that, that the other side can do to foment fear, uncertainty, and doubt is in, in their benefit, right? You might genuinely disagree with the fiscal policy. Um, the, and that's fine. And you might genuinely agree with the fiscal policy of the opponents. That's fine. But the reality is that that uncertainty creates volatility. If we look at the stock market, what's, what, what is it done? What's the bond market done? I mean, they're, they're both all over the place. Now, Stock market is a fantastic indicator of sentiment at the moment. It's a terrible indicator of long-term trends. And, and every financial planner listening to this is yelling or throwing something at the radio right now. No, 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 Tom, you don't understand. It's more complicated than that. Over the last hundred years, blah, blah, blah. Agree. I Honestly, I agree with you 100%. It's actually more like 80 years, 82 years. But we've been on a a fantastic bull run for almost the last century, right? It happens in these 60 to 80 year cycles where, you know, it'll be good. Then it'll be bad. It'll be good. Then it'll be bad. Everything in life is cyclical and the economy is one of them. This uncertainty breeds volatility. So in the short term, if you look at the last week, if you look at the last month, super volatile, if you look at the last 10 years, it smooths that out, especially if you apply a trend line to it. If you back it up even further, look at the last 50 to 60 years, smooths it out even more. It's a great upward climb, right? So let me ask you this. What happens if that doesn't continue? I mean, we, it, almost all of business, I warned you, don't look at me like that through the glass. I warned you ahead of time. Th this that this is going to be a hard truth show today. What if that doesn't continue? We've built entire industries on presumptive continued consumption. What if that doesn't happen? If, if the, if the 600, I mean, we've got record levels of unemployment. We've got, we've got United airlines this week saying they've lost a trillion dollars, right? I mean, how does that continue? One of the, and, and so, you know, I get this question 
Well, I'm going to have to take a break. We'll get this question in just a minute. We'll be right back. I want to tell you about one of the best kept secrets in business, Zoho.com. You may never have heard of them, but companies like Amazon, KPMG, and Netflix sure have. With more than 40 cloud-based apps, Zoho can literally cover every potential aspect of your business and at very affordable prices. Visit our partners page on talkradioforentrepreneurs.com and click on the Zoho apps link to start your free trial today. This is Jesse Mogul, NLP Master Trainer and host of the podcast From Sobriety to Recovery, and you're listening to Talk Radio for Entrepreneurs. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Talk Radio for Entrepreneurs, only show on the radio where we tell it like it is. Ha! Fooled you that time. Uh, Normally, I say it's the only show where we talk about how to start, growing, and enjoy the benefits of business ownership. Um, today we're, we're just facing the hard truths today of what the next 90 days might look like, um, based on a lot of economic indicators, the experience that I'm bringing to the table, you, your experience might differ. Um, so I, I welcome your feedback and Hey, I just want to give you a quick reminder. I not talked about this a lot lately. If you miss any part of the show, you want to get a replay, just head over to tomrigsby.com, click on uh, the latest in the menu the latest and uh, you can see the post there that's got the replay of the podcast talk radio for entrepreneurs.com also gets you to the right place to hear the replays you can go back and listen to it again you can comment there and challenge me or disagree with me if you'd like to do so all right so we were talking about um you know what could happen i don't want this to be all doom and gloom so we're going to get to um to, to what you should be doing in, in just a second. Oh, two more, two more points I want to make really quickly. Number one, did you, I mean, the fed, you know, we talked about how consumers are on a buying spree, trying to spend money on tangible assets. You know, the feds doing the same thing. They are spending money like crazy. They are buying this, is the federal reserve folks. They're buying more mortgages every month than are being written every month. They're, they're, remember, remember back in 08, 09, housing crisis, bad mortgages, all that collapsed and fell. That, you know, remember that was based on mortgages. That's what the Fed's buying right now, or mortgages. Now let's think about this for just a second. The, the CARES Act that got implemented back in, in April, first part of May, one of the things that it set up uh, or, or mandated is forbearance on delinquent mortgages and a moratorium on evictions. Well, all of that runs out at the end of December, right? And, and the mortgage companies got some money to help prop them up and they're not getting paid. We're at 17%. 17% of residential mortgages are in default right now in default or forbearance, 17%. When the housing crisis hit in 08, it was 14%. It's worse now than it was then. And who holds all those notes now? Not the big banks, not the JP Morgans and the Bear Stearns 
No, it's the Fed. So when when those forbearance requirements and the moratorium on evictions runs out, who's going to take the hit? Just want to put that out there. Look, and, and if and if you're saying, well, why hasn't this happened? Why hasn't the House of Cards toppled already? It's it's really simple. It that that's one of the examples, right? Corporate defaults, corporations are being propped up right now. Just the same way that, that just the, the mortgage company uh, just described. Other corporations are being propped up right now through the CARES Act. That's going to run out the end of the year. They're going to start enforcing and, and moving to collect on these 17% of residential commercial mortgage or consumer mortgages that are in default or forbearance. They're going to start moving to, to collect on those. When the owners, the, the people living in those houses can't pay, they get evicted, bank forecloses, they have to sell at a loss, they're, they're going to be in trouble, right? And that's when, and, and, and that's when the banks have trouble. It's the same thing, folks, same thing that happened in 08. The other problem, though, is that those consumers who have now been tossed out of their house are also not buying TVs. They're not buying cards. They're not buying the discretionary things. So then it, it, it spreads out. It goes wide. And that's when we start to see trouble that all of that happens at the end of December, right? Now in between now and then we've got this really big, thing called an election that's going to happen we already know that there's going to be um that the results are going to be contested they've already been contested in michigan and and so if michigan uh, a michigan judge has ruled that the state must continue to count mail-in ballots for 14 days after the election that they have to so if Michigan is in play at all, if the outcome of the of the election depends at all on what happens in Michigan, we know for a fact we're not going to know the result for two weeks. What does that do? More fear, uncertainty, and doubt. More contraction. Now, that's all of the, the doom and gloom. Let's spend the rest of our time together today talking about what we can do about it. Because there are things that we can do about it, right? You, you can, if you will position yourself now to, number one, protect yourself, protect the business, protect assets, then, then you're in good shape. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go back on my word there. There is one more piece of doom and gloom. What happens when people, I mean, when they don't have money and they can't eat, what happens? all this social unrest gets jet fuel poured on it. So demonstrations become riots, riots multiply. It, it's going to be a tough couple of months, folks. All right. Now, now that that's out of the way, position yourself to protect your business, business assets, personal assets. And if you can do any stockpiling at all, Hold on to some things with value now so that when the other businesses that are not prepared, who don't listen to the show, falter, you have an opportunity to either gain market share or, or pick up some companies uh, 
really, really cheap. I know you might not have thought about it this way, right? But this is what differentiates you from you, the business owner, the legacy business builder from the job owner, right? We talked about that last week, whether you, you just own a job or whether you're actually building a legacy. The legacy business owner sees this as an opportunity, okay? And, and that's you. I know it's you because you're listening to this show. What are you going to do to be prepared? That's, what, that, that's, that's the direction I want to take our conversation for the rest of our time together today. First, you have to secure your business, your assets. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. You have to look at your customer. As you are kind of looking at all these things that might happen, how dependent is, are your orders on consumer spending? You might say, well, you know, not, I'm not really dependent on them at all. We sell most of our product to car manufacturers. Okay. Who's going to be buying cars six months from now? How much, how much of your raw material are the car manufacturers going to be buying if the smart production managers are throttling back, which they are. We've seen it already. U.S. industrial production fall, fell in September the, for the first time since April. They're throttling back. Okay. What's that going to do to you? You've got to look all the way out to the consumer. Nobody, nobody, you might sell B2B, business to business, but ultimately the consumer drives your demand. So follow that chain all the way out to the consumer. See what these changes, these events mean to their purchase habits and then back that into your inbox so that you can make some predictions about what it's going to do so that you can be the smart, smart production manager and begin throttling your own production. We're going to throttle the show right here, take another break. We will be back right after this to talk more about the things you need to do to protect yourself and your business during uncertain times right here on talk radio for entrepreneurs don't go away this is carrie higley from gen connect recruiting and coaching and you're listening to talk radio for entrepreneurs hey everybody welcome back to the show my name is tom rigsby huntsville's business coach your host for the rest of the hour we've been talking about the um darkly shaded crystal ball sitting here on tom's desk uh, but now we've, we're moving on to the part of the conversation where I want to talk about what you can be doing. And we talked just before the break. This may be one of the most important things you can do is to, to follow your product path all the way out to the consumer. You know, a lot of us, especially here in the North Alabama area, we don't, we, we don't work direct to consumer. We're, we're B2B businesses. But those B to the, the bees that you're selling to the business you're selling to at some point, ultimately it reaches all the way out to a consumer and that consumer, the confidence of that consumer is going to dictate their purchase power. Right. And, and at this point, the more uncertain things become, remember fear, uncertainty and doubt, the more FUD, the less, the more FUD, the more contraction. The more contraction, the less money is moving. That's called the, the velocity of money. And when the velocity of money is low, that's a bad thing, right? 
I mean, commerce only happens on the exchange of value, right? So if there's no exchange happening, that's a bad thing. All right. So follow that, follow the, the path, your product path all the way out to the consumer forecast for yourself. Don't, I mean, you don't have to depend on me, although you're certainly welcome to listen and lean on these uh, predictions. But predict for yourself, what's that going to mean to those consumers, their buying habits, and then back that all the way back up to your business. What does that mean to you? Once you have done that, the other thing to consider, which a lot of folks overlooked earlier in the year, when we first got into these lockdowns early part of the year, the supply side of the chain got overlooked, right? And then, then we started going to Sam's and Costco and Walmart and Publix, and there was no toilet paper. Hmm... So we didn't think about that. And even if, even if the, even if the, the, the paper plant is making plenty of uh, toilet paper, how does it get to the store? Right. If there's an interruption in gas, if there's, if there's uh, a, any kind of interruption in travel, right. I mean, th- there was a couple of years ago, um, my, my internet provider, didn't really go down. The connection was still there. Just couldn't get to any websites. It took a little bit of digging, but I finally figured out that what had happened was their DNS servers were all offline. Well, how could that happen, right? An ISP that provides internet service to millions of people, how could their DNS servers be down? Because a, a boat, a barge on the Mississippi River ran into a bridge piling and that there was a tray hanging from that bridge piling that had a cable in it that the the disruption, the whole DNS disruption came from that cable being broken, right? Could be something really simple like that that causes some really significant outages. So, yes, look at your downstream consumption to to predict the production that you need to make, but also look upstream, you know, as the as COVID was breaking out, and actually, you know, as we head into cold and flu season, a lot of people think, uh, I'm kind of on the fence about it, but a lot of people think we'll see a resurgence in COVID cases. Um, if that's the case, and the, the manufacturing facility where you get your raw materials is unavailable, uh, or they're just not shipping product, it doesn't matter what your order volume is if you can't get raw materials. If you're, if you are a service business, if you can't get people to come into work or, or if they do get sick or, you know, there's so many possibilities here, right? So think about the consum the consumption side of the equation, right? What's, what are your orders going to look like? But you also have to think about the supply side of the equation. Okay. So now is the time to be looking for those alternate suppliers. Yes, it might cost more to get it from somebody else, but if they're shipping, that's better than paying less for a product that doesn't ship, right? And, and if the consumer is going to throttle back their spending and that's going to wind up showing up in your, um, on, on your bottom line, on your order line, then you need to start looking at alternate methods, alternate products, maybe alternate methods of delivery. A, you know, great story everybody knows are the the sit down only restaurants that now do curbside. 
right? They, they modified the way they deliver their service in order to be able to sell product. You have to look at that. And because we've been doing that for six, seven, eight months now, you're going to have to do something even more dramatic, more different, right? In order to maintain that, that ability. And I would tell you right now is the time to objectively draw some lines to say when sales reach this point, we begin to furlough our team. Nobody wants to do that. Okay. I'll just tell you now, nobody wants to do that. But the, the goal has to be, your objective has to remain the survival of the business so that you can hire them back when the purchases come back. If the business doesn't survive, you can't do that. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be back to wrap things up right after this. Stay tuned. Hey there, folks. Welcome back to the Tom's Doom and Gloom. I mean, talk radio for entrepreneurs. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Listen. I warned warned you up front that this that we were going to talk some doom and gloom today, uh, but there is hope. There is a positive outcome that can come from this if you do the things we've been talking about. Okay, so I want to quickly just kind of wrap a bow on this, give you one more thing to consider. We've talked about what you need to do, how to, things to consider as you begin to predict the outcome. Look all the way downstream to the consumer. See what that does to the order string all the way back up to your business. Look upstream to your suppliers. See, make, make sure that you've got primaries, alternates, even contingencies. Um, build some stockpiles if you can, if the order volume looks like it's going to dictate that. And then also look at your own team, right? If you're a service-based team, the team is your product. They are your upstream supplier. How do you keep them working? All right. There's another option and, um, one that a lot of people don't think about, but I, I want you, I just want to put it out on the table so that it begins to work its magic in your head. It's like a mental hand grenade, right? You pull the ring, pop the spoon, it'll go off in, in a, you know, a couple of days, maybe a couple of hours. If you can position your business so that it not only survives, but that you're able to maintain some positive cash flow, your competitors who are not thinking this way, who are not making the preparations now that you, that we've been talking about, right? They're not going to be able to survive at the very least you'll be able to to pick up some supplies uh, pennies for pennies on the dollar right maybe you get to buy whole companies but again this is we, we touched on this and I, I got stuck on a break this is how you build a legacy not just own a job Right. If you're worried, if, you, if your business is such that you're worried about you being able to be paid, you own a job. And, and there's some other issues that you need to address. OK, but if you have a business, a business that that's creating an income stream for you, now you can look at how to leverage that. And, and you can. Look, you, you can look at this however you want to. I know a lot of people look at this and think, ah, oh, it's icky waiting for my 
waiting for my competitors to go out of business so I can buy up their business. You know, they do it to you, right? And Okay. Okay. Let's just say you don't want to do that, right? Talk to them now about how to do some co-op things, co-op marketing, right? To, to, to work together so that all of the businesses in the market succeed, right? Whichever way you want to do it. Now's the time that you're building a legacy. You can look back at this 20 years from now and say, yep, man, things were going great until we got blindsided by this, you know, economic disaster that took a whole year to unfold. Or you can do the things that prepare you and position your business to survive through lean times and come out ahead on the other side. Even in times of war, even during the Great Depression, in in all kinds of social and economic upheaval, businesses continue to exist. Yours can be one of those if you will do the work you need to do today in order to survive. Okay? I mean, that's, that's the message I want you to take away today, um, if nothing else. And, and if you're worried about how to do that, if you don't know how to make these predictions, if you don't know how to extend all the way down to the consumer and go back upstream in your supply chain, those are the things that my team and I specialize in. We'd be more than happy to talk to you. Well, the, the initial consultation won't cost you anything. Let's just get on the phone and talk. And we'll, we'll, we'll walk you through the things that you need to be thinking about and the things you need to be preparing for. I mean, that's, that's the work that we do every day. We'd love to be able to help you with that. TomRigsby.com is the place to go to get started. That's it for today. I, I promise next week won't be so much doom and gloom. So be sure and join us again next Saturday for another new installment of Talk Radio for Entrepreneurs. Who knows? Maybe things will clear up and the, the clouds will part and we'll all be singing sunshine and rainbows. You have a good week um, and I'll talk to you again next week. Take care. Take care.